Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a huge fan of the internet cooking show Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 114, baby! 114! What do we do that Michael Jordan is over? Uh, did you watch the Lance documentary? The no. Lance Armstrong documentary? We recorded oh, it. Oh, buddy. Oh, you missed out. You got to get in on this. It might, dude, I will say this. I have. I don't know if I've ever seen a documentary start better than this documentary. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, we can talk about it more with our guest because he. I know for a fact he watched it. Excellent. Um, do you want to introduce him? I sure do. Speaking of massive drug scandals, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. Who are you? Who, who, the who's really want a who? Because this is about the who's. Can you imagine if that was the national anthem of Whoville? Is it a nation or just a city? Really, there's a lot in the Well, they live Susian. on a, they live, it's a, it's a, they live on a speck of dust, don't they? Right, but... That's what could they you don't. Say that we also, what, could you say that we also do, James? That's wow. What you never, wow. Fuck. Oh my God. Hang on. I'm, anyway, I'm bleeding out my nose. Thanks for having me. Here 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 blow here, your Joe. fucking minds. Thanks for uh, coming, baby. Joey. Joe, uh, scoot back because your microphone. Fun fact, listener. We got new microphones. We did. That's uh, why I yeah. sound so crisp yeah, I believe and clear. Nine months into quarantine, and we figured out that we needed new mm-hmm. microphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, sorry for blowing out your ears just now, everybody. But I hopefully that the sound will be better, and if it's not, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there right as the virus is cured, right about yep. the same time. Yeah, and that'll be nice for all of us. We're still going <laughs> to record in quarantine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm never. Done. I'm, I'm never going to see you guys ever. Again. Oh, there's. <laughs> why would I want to do that when I can watch James comb, James comb his beard on a video chat every week? Ooh, ooh. Wait, can you? Is it picking up the? Is it picking up the audio of you combing your beard? I have no idea. <laughs> A little bit. These microphones are catching ants shaving. I tell you what. <laughs> um, um, Joe, you watched Lance? Yes, and it, the intro is fucking fantastic. Incredible. Uh, the the whole thing was great. I, I don't know shit about cycling. Um, here's what I found out: guy had cancer. What the hell? <laughs> Here's, uh. I had an I had an epiphany about the two because the two doc. A lot of people were juxtaposing the two documentaries about how like Jordan's documentary. Jordan was worried about looking like an asshole, and then in this documentary, Lance Armstrong looks like and is a massive asshole, and he's always been known to be like a huge dick. And I realized the 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 comparison that I've come to is that. Like Michael Jordan is what people is how people think of themselves, but they're actually Lance Armstrong. Like people, th- like yeah. people do things, and they're like, "Oh, I'm doing it because I'm doing like I'm doing it for the right reason." Because like Jordan was an asshole for the right reasons. Lance Armstrong was an asshole because he's a fucking piece of shit, and he's yeah. just he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's I, just an asshole. I remember he went on his like big apology tour a couple years ago and went on Oprah, and he was still a dick. Oh, dude, yeah. That's the thing. He's like he's. Yeah, he's just, a, like, at his bones, he's a dickhole. And, like, he's, granted, he, obviously, he did wonderful things for cancer for a very long time. He raised a ton of things. But that does, like, even while doing that, he was just, like, to his well, core, that, he's just an asshole. Neil, Neil Brennan has that joke where it's like, say what you want about Lance Armstrong, but he figured out a way to do drugs for charity. Right. Yes. Like, 
Yeah. There's there's a part of that that is admirable and and great, but as a person, you could tell that they hinted at it, but it's like okay, he his father left him, his mom's new husband beat the shit out of him. Wow, yeah, he that's gonna along with some innate need to be a dickhead. Yeah. Those things will exacerbate that. Yeah, no, he's just he's a psychological he's just study. I forget that's a great bit. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Where he, he's like, if someone's like, uh, Neil, we need to do a cocaine to help some kids, he'd be like, let's help some kids. <laughs> he's like, he's like, if someone told me to do a cocaine and it would help zero kids, he's like, if someone told me to do a cocaine and it would hurt one kid. <laughs> uh, it was, it's really interesting. I mean, in this sportsless void right now, it's nice to have like opportunities to watch things that are like I personally never gave a shit about before and I don't see myself becoming a big cycling guy but this is like a cool it's it's interesting to learn about cuz yeah. you know imbued in the documentaries the history of it and uh of the sport that is and like it's humble beginnings as a sport for drunk miners basically yeah. <laughs> dude so, dude the Tour de France fucking rules it's awesome my dad I was telling jo- John I was telling Joe this last night uh, my dad is like big into cycling because he's an old white man, and that's what they do. They just get into cycling <laughs> in their fifties. Absolutely, that um, in World War II. Yes, um, and the Tour de France is a fucking awesome thing to watch. It is unbelievably corrupt. They're still all of them are still juicing. There's every three years there's a new juicing scandal. They find a new drug, but. Watching it, it's the perfect sport to put on in the background because it's five hours long. They have awesome helicopter shots of the French countryside mixed in with like intense racing, and there's always like wild crashes and shit. It's nuts. I sent Joe a video. There was a guy who got hit by a car and flew into a barbed wire fence, and he finished the race that day, which is like the <laughs> craziest thing. And then, and then a few years before that or after that. Somebody threw a handful of carpet tacks into the road right before all the they started going down a mountain. So guys were going down the mountain and their tires were exploding and there were crashes happening. It was fucking. It's the best. It's the best sport ever. It's awesome. Yeah, the Tour de France might be the sporting event that I know the rules of the least. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's bike. Because I remember, yeah. well, were they like it's day it's four? Bike. Of this it's bike, bike and like, don't, don't do understand. drugs, and they always break the second rule. Is what it is. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, isn't it also Johnny? like three months long? It's a month long. It's like yeah. twenty. It's like twenty five days, and they do twenty one stages in those twenty five days. Oh my god! I feel like I would forget it's... I'm in a race at that point. <laughs> at a certain point, you're just like, I'm just enjoying. Why it, am I it, doing it, this? Let's say you're in you're in three hundredth place. You're like, well, I'm just gonna see France. That's I don't need. Well, I don't dude, need to win, dude. That's why. That's why watching it is fun because you just get to see France. You're like, oh, look at this part of France I've never seen. seen before. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have it recorded, so I'm gonna watch that, and I'll have to watch part two before we record net- next week. Yes. And you know what else we should do is after these two docs are done, we should watch that Andy Samberg cycling movie that he made. Oh, that was in so the same good. vein as Hot Rod. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a hot rod what, James you remember the name of that movie um, it's oh crap. I believe I described it I think I nailed it no there's there's no did you see like uh, what is it seven days in hell or whatever the one where the he tennis plays one? tennis with Jon Snow yeah he he did that but with cycling and got it's it. got like John Cena and it's it's great nice um, well last night instead of we'll, watching this documentary I tried to play Settlers online with my family and the site that we were trying to do it through had the worst user interface in the world and I couldn't figure it out and as an interface designer I was getting very frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wait, I I just got invited to play Settlers. What is the site they use? Because like I need source to... with the O being a zero. Hang on, he told me. Uh... Okay, I'm just gonna keep my guard up in case I join them, and I'll, I'll be prepared to be furious. Yeah, which, it was granted. Like... <laughs> I am at I am at pretty much all moments of my day, so. It was Good truly the worst interface I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a question. I was going to ask you, what is what is the thing that you use the most that has the worst interface? Because for me, it's Hulu. Hulu, for years Hulu and years and years, has had the worst user interface ever. And I cannot figure out how they haven't figured that out. Hmm. I'm not crazy about... Honestly, Hulu and HBO both don't have good... HBO PS, recently changed theirs, and it's now worse than it was. Right. On but John, what platform, though? It depends on the platform. Like, the interface is different on... Like, are you using this on your TV? Yeah, it's for yeah, Roku? my Roku. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I use Hulu for... What's interesting is that the Roku... It's like... It's a combination of Hulu and Roku together. Yeah. Okay. Because Hulu... Well, cause, have uh, you but, been on, like, Hulu just on your browser? Uh, yes. different. So. Browser-wise, almost everything works better on... Yeah, just because you can browser. move the mouse around to more... But you have a keyboard accessible, like. But but the typing interface for Hulu and HBO are terrible. Yes, they're Excellent. just the worst. Um, what did we cook this week, boys? Well, I have recently. I James is gonna be mad. I'm doing whole, th- not even whole thirty. We're doing whole thirty nine because that's the number of days that the survivors are on the island, and we've been watching a lot of Survivor. <laughs> God damn it. God they at least have did. rice. Yeah. That's true. I yeah, was they, can like, eat, they can eat carbs and, and whatever they want. Can you? Someone goes on Survivor, they win like uh, a reward challenge, and they have like hamburgers, and they're like, "I can't eat these." <laughs> they're, they're, I, love, they're, I love that John watches Survivor and those people work for a month to starve and alienate people, and John's like, "Yeah, I want to alienate people too. <laughs> I want to do a whole thirty. Alienate people. I too more. shall starve in solidarity." Um, they they did like an oral history or something through the ringer. Maybe it wasn't an oral history, but like they just were talking to past contestants. One of the questions was like, "So what what is the, some of the food on the rewards that you get looks good and some looks terrible?" And they're like, "The pizza's always cardboard yeah. bad because they have to make it so far ahead." I of read time. this exact article because of production schedules. Yes. They have pizza that's been sitting out for five hours. Yes. Yeah. No, and the food's like, not good. And their systems almost invariably reject. All, all treat food because they're like, I can't, I can't go from nothing to chocolate bars. Right. I can't do that. Yeah, they they <laughs> say they never show it, but it's just a vomitorium. Yeah, <laughs> which is what the Greeks used to do plays in. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just you finished yeah, season Joey gets a treat. and so we're each putting two seasons that we want to see in a hat. And we're going to draw them out and just watch them in order of we draw them out from the hat. I respect the hustle. Um, but all, all that to say is. Uh, Last night I made a uh, a turkey sauce, like an uh, I, I cooked like a tomato sauce for three hours. It was extremely good. We put it on some butternut squash noodles. I sent the picture to James, and he said, "Wouldn't it be better on pasta?" And I said, "Of course it would be." <laughs> <laughs> butternut, dude, butternut squash noodles are like, as far as I'm concerned, they're an affront to God. Like, why? Just who are you kidding? Like, what? Oh, no, no, how no. dare it's you? Not, it's not pasta. Like, I don't even fool myself into thinking it's pasta. No. I know, but I'm it's saying just just butternut squash. Yeah, just but don't even don't even try with the noodles. Get out of here. What are you like? What are you? Who are you fucking 
faking. In sure. terms of in terms of fake noodles, though, butternut squash is one of the better options. I actually I legitimately say. think it's like a really nice shape for butternut squash. Like it gets real crispy in the oven. Like it's just a, I think it's a good way to cut butternut squash. Like I don't think it even. And it's it, but it's one of the most flavorful flavorful substitutes. Yeah, no, and it was very good. The sauce was great too. Yeah. I, I made like. It was, I mean, it was just a pretty traditional. I did, like, onions and garlic and red pepper uh, and some oregano and basil and some tomato paste and then some canned tomatoes and then let it cook for, like, three hours, put in some ground turkey, let it go for another couple hours, some bay leaves. And it was, like, very, very good. It looked tasty. Yeah, good. there's nothing Whole30 that you can't do, like, a good sauce with. <clears throat> yeah. You could just drink that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, j- yeah, yeah. Um, other people go <laughs> as a as a rebellion to to John's whole thirty uh, <laughs> thirty nine. I I made a pound and a half of mac salad uh, yesterday. Um, wow! Just yeah, just right in your fucking face, John. Just. I mean, I wouldn't eat that even if I wasn't. I know you wouldn't, but I I took two <laughs> things that you are not allowed to eat, and I made them just. Well, one thing that he's not allowed to eat and one thing that he would refuse to eat. <laughs> yeah, and I combined them into one massive collection of <laughs> was yeah. it good? awesomeness. Oh, it's so good, dude. It was, this recipe was delicious. Cowards, if you'd like to see it, we have a picture up on the page. Yeah. I it's like not that the best, you put a picture, picture of my picture, sauce but... before I plated it. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joey, what uh, about my you? Turn? Uh, we had a fun week this week. We made Brenner. Uh... Uh, which was delicious. I did uh, waffles with a little bit of uh, peanut butter chips on them. Uh, we had pesto pasta scrimps. Mm. Um, sloppy joes, which I don't know about you guys, but I grew up not enjoying, and uh, these were actually very good. I grew up enjoying them, and I have since been like, "What was I doing? What like <laughs> children? Children are dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one in like uh, a decade, but I remember enjoying them. It, this was like a, you know, it was it was Amanda style, so it was good and not just like manwitchy bullshit. Yeah. Um. So they were very nice, and they were on potato buns. So love them, Martin. Yeah, can't, can't go, go wrong. Can't go wrong. And then we it, we did a twenty four hour uh, pulled pork butt, uh, dry brined it in the fridge overnight, and then uh, let it roast for seven hours, and it got a good fucking crust, and it is. Oh, so tender, so juicy. It does look insane. Yeah, it, it looks, looks really, really, really great. And we plated that up yesterday with some some fixins, and then uh, just before this recording, uh, we had pulled pork tacos. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I love I love a pulled pork taco. Hell yeah! Uh, shit was banging. It's been a good week. I love it. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, should we discuss uh, the who's from Whoville? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, listen, nothing like a Christmas episode in June. He brought everything back, all the food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. <laughs> yeah. Listen. The Grinch. Memorial Day is Christmas for uh, our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy Memorial Day, boys. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, roast uh, is there anything better than Jim Carrey's Grinch? I remember uh, that that movie came out around the height. Uh, like I remember that I was. I'm gonna get a sentence out eventually. Uh, <laughs> that I wasn't. Welcome I could have been life. more into Jim Carrey at the time, and I remember being yes. disappointed. <laughs> ah, interesting. I 
I was also in a Jim Carrey moment when that movie came out and, and was like, oh shit, there's nothing this guy can't do. <laughs> they they slapped a bunch of green and fur on him, and he still nailed it. I remember enjoying it when it came out, but then I think as time goes on, the more I look back, I'm like, this is fucking great. Like, no one else could do that. Right. It's it's not like uh, how Mike Myers stepped in for Chris Farley doing Shrek, you know? Yeah. No one else is going to be the Grinch. No. <laughs> a perfect analogy. Um, <laughs> it is great. But was this... The, this is not this, from that. This, yeah, is, this, the is, from, this is, is the animated, animated one. one, right? Which is a classic. I just wanted to discuss uh, yeah, very cla- which Grinch is our superior. Very classic Christmas movie. Can't ever go wrong. You know who sings the song, uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch? Whitney Houston. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is correct. She was a and low baritone all... earlier her earlier in her career. <laughs> and I will always Grinch you. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's Thurl Ravenscroft, guys. Come on. We all know this. <laughs> we all remember Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, he's, he's from, um, he's from the, the Riverlands in uh, Westeros. Boo. <laughs> Very oh, good. Very oh, good. Joe, you hated it when I made a shitty pun joke? Yes. Mine are good. What? <laughs> what we say? Yeah. What? I don't know. Testing uh, out the new microphones. What do we understand about the suit? About what do we understand about the Suzaverse? How versed are we? Not very. I would love a. I would love to be schooled. Well, I am the Lorex, and I speak for the trees. <laughs> then there's someone named uh, Elephant. What's the elephant's name, James? Dumba. Horton. Horton. He's like Morton Salt, but he's Horton's elephant. <laughs> and he hears who's. And he hears who's, and he hears a whole bunch of them, and they were busy having a Christmas roast beast, and then he almost stepped on them. Uh, and then, oh, the places you'll go, and uh, this is my book about me, and Hop on Pop. Man, also. Dr. Seuss was crazy. Yes. Do you know that? Do you know the story about him and his wife? No, please tell me. Uh, he divorced his wife, who was dying of cancer, to go be with another woman. Oh boy! Listen, yeah. man. When you write the Lorax, you're gonna be crushing pussy. Okay, like <laughs> it's just who are we to judge? Okay, right, right. He's, Someone he's, read he's at the ham bar. and is like, I must have this man. <laughs> yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone read that. Yeah. Someone read that and was like, I am horny for this. Well, guy the sexual right undertones now. in in the idea of just two eggs and a ham, uh, in terms of male anatomy, yeah. It, it, Oh, it's just sensual from the get-go. Yeah, Absolutely. you know he uses that the the hat from the cat in the hat in his sexual foreplay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because you put it, you do it like uh, red hot chili peppers. You put it down there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Thing one, thing two. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, baby. Let's ruin everyone's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Seuss is bad, and all of his stuff was about sex. <laughs> he also famously wrote some very racist cartoons during. Uh, World War II, but they were commissioned as propaganda. So, oh, then yes. it's fine. Yeah, but if you look back at Hop on Pop, uh, <laughs> uh, you got to look at what those kids are doing to that pop. You know okay. what I mean? And what the pop looks like? <laughs> Where does the pop hail from? You know? Uh. I don't think he left all of it behind <laughs> in the forties. Um, Was it, did he write Hop on Pop? I'm gonna feel like an idiot. <laughs> I don't. Have, I have never heard of Hop on Pop before. You said this. Yeah, so. he wrote Hop on yeah, Pop. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a Seuss. That's a classic. It's a 1963 Seuss. children's picture book by Theodore Seuss Geisel. Uh, anyway, anyway, roast beast. Uh, I mean, 
a, a creation in defiance of God's will, I think is the best way to sum <laughs> yeah, it up. This was, this was like, I mean, John must have loved this episode because it was just f- five minutes of just dismembering a turkey and oh, then like man, one or two of cooking. <laughs> oh, quick update. I don't know if I've said this here. So the, the birthday present I received from my girlfriend, which was a butchery class because she gets me, uh, uh, it got canceled, obviously, because of coronavirus, and no idea when it will be postponed. But it was essentially to make this. It was to take a chicken <laughs> and debone it and then turn it into roulade. So what Babish oh. makes in this episode is just a bigger version of what I would have learned in a class if it wasn't for the 19th version of corona. So I, do, do you want to... <laughs> Sorry, James, go ahead. I wonder how many... Like, I wonder if there's... In those butchery classes, there has to be, like, one guy every class who the guy is like i'm pretty sure he's just practicing how to dismember someone like he's just right. he's just here to learn how to sever tendons and he keeps asking which parts of chickens relate to which parts of humans yeah. and that feels not okay <laughs> yeah he's like he keeps asking if blood will stain a bathtub and i don't know <laughs> why right and i was robbed of my chance to be that guy <laughs> John John's asking questions. He's like, okay, say you had two bodies. One's like really tall and one's like pretty small. <laughs> but they're both kind of heavy. Um, right. They're both thick. There's a lot of meat yeah, on these bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. They're talking about like the, the type of knot to tie the chicken in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. What was the name of the stuff in Breaking Bad that dissolved the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Just a completely other Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken well, skin is really, really delicious. If I were <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> oh, chicken man. skin, great. Human skin. Even I'm better. just asking, just as a hypothetical. Just as a hypothetical. <laughs> just throw it out there. What? What? Oh, I can't stay in the class now? Oh. Emily, take notes. Ask my questions. <laughs> um, you know what my favorite part about this episode was? Was that he just used leftover cornbread. He didn't make cornbread from scratch. And I didn't have to watch a goddamn dough get formed. And him needing <laughs> shit or any of that. It was just he's yeah, he had some bread and he used it and I was Okay, but very cornbread thankful. is arguably the simplest thing. It's the quick I mean it's like the quickest batter. It hasn't stopped him in the past. He's just made <laughs> shit. I still had to sit here and watch him do it. Yeah. Cornbread's more of a muffin than it is yeah, a he bread. Made, he, so he made a, a cornbread stuffing, which I think is potentially the best of all the stuffings. This looked I would this looked yes. like an insanely good stuffing because it had sausage in it and cornbread and yeah. like oh and aromatics. Yeah, it looks right. great. It looked like a delicious stuffing. And then yeah. he uh, painstakingly debones a turkey and then wraps <laughs> it up the stuffing inside of it, which yes. looks like heaven for me. Yeah, well, I was going to say, John, we don't know how you reacted to that scene because you turned your camera and your sound off. So we don't know what you were <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah, I needed a time. moment by myself. Yeah. And then when, when he came back on, he was smoking a cigarette very. Yeah, uh, yeah. and all you heard is uh, the door open and you heard me yell, shut the door. And then. <laughs> <laughs> You had you had a uh, you had a blanket pulled up to over your boobs yeah, under yeah. your arms. <laughs> uh, you know how people sit after sex. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, and then what? What happened after that? No, that's pretty much uh, the whole video. I guess that is the whole he just, thing. Yeah. It, it takes a while to debone it. He references Chef John, who does this exact same thing. I think that yeah. James, we were talking about this during the episode. He. Mm-hmm. He has this thing where, and I guess this is just the state of the world today. There is so much content out there that you don't, I think we could be done making anything new. And if you just remake stuff that's visually pleasing and edited well, you have 
everything at your disposal to make things for the rest of time. Yes. No, well, dude, nothing's been original for a hundred years, more. Like, stories are not original. Like, nothing is original. But, yeah, you're right. Like, now, especially, I would say just on YouTube, I would take your idea and I would say just on YouTube alone. Right, like, yeah, that's more specific. You don't you're have right. to look outside that medium. And you're right. But also, yeah, like, we were talking about how he does that a lot where he's like, you can find out how to do this on this other person's right uh, video because these videos are not, I think as time evolves, people wanted these videos to be more and more instructional because people got more and more interested in recreating these things for themselves. So because of, but he's never aimed to be really instructional. So that's why he started doing like basics. Cause he's like, this is how you cook this stuff. And those will be on our Patreon eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then from there, mm-hmm. he said that people enjoy being emotional, so that's why he did being with Babish. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and also, his roommate is Rashid Wallace, we found yeah, out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pistons great, and Trailblazers great, Rashid yeah. Wallace. Pistons great, and Trailblazers uh, technical foul leader. Yes, a true icon. Rashid Wallace. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I remember, like, and it's all, another part of this that I think is interesting is like uh, recently, him and like other YouTube chefs have been coming out with videos like on the same day that are like the same subject matter, and I'm sure it's just coincidence. But they'll be like, ah, Babish made this exact same thing today, and I've been noticing that a lot lately. It's just like, oh, you're all making the exact same thing because you're like, yeah, you're like, okay, it's summer. People want to see barbecue ribs. That'll get good hits, and so yeah. like they're all following right. the same like leads. Uh, we should start a we should start a, a YouTube j- channel that does non seasonal cooking. So right now we'd be we'd be firing up our Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas <laughs> things. Around I mean, Christmas, we, we're like, you know what time it is? It's time to grill, baby. Let's get out there, just in the snow, <laughs> grilling shit up. Right. We strategically started this podcast at a time so that we would not be current. Yes, correct. <laughs> not only were, are do- we not current, we are we are completely opposite because we are on the Christmas episode. Absolutely. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do one of those one of those pig roasts where you roast the pig underground in the dead of winter. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to jackhammer the permafrost up. <laughs> <laughs> and then dump Hell our yeah. calls in. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> uh yeah, this looks good. Uh, I always uh, my family has done steaks on Christmas and we do turkey on Thanksgiving. Turkey on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas just seems like such a quick turnaround. It's a lot of turkey. Yeah. It is a lot of turkey, but it's also the only time of the year that I eat turkey, and that's and then we also add ham at Christmas. And how do you feel so about it, ham? Dude, listen, my stance on ham is well covered, okay? <laughs> we don't need to tread this ground. <laughs> it's documented. Okay, yeah. uh, greatest meat in the world. Uh, I, I prefer is, Christmas a ham, lot. but if it's turkey's of, there, I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of condensed in. Uh, shall we correspond with cowards? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have we have two because I forgot about a tweet from our boy Mark, and Mark uh, has this to say. He has a hypothesis: any food that requires you to cook a roux at any point is a comfort food. I will not be taking questions. Are there any questions? <laughs> uh, and he'd love to hear our opinions. Uh, any food that you have to cook a roux is a comfort food. Yay or nay? Interesting. Um... Well, hang on, real quick. Does does that mean? Is he saying that that anything for anything that requires a roux is a comfort food, or is he saying that comfort foods only have roux? 
Anything that requires a roux is a comfort food. But there are the there if, are if things there are things that don't, don't require, require a roux that are also a comfort that food. Are, Yes. Then yeah, I would I could agree with that. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I'm just because what is that gravy? Uh, yeah, I mean, what else? What else needs a roux? Mac and cheese. Uh, oh sure. I mean, anyone, anything that has like, uh, like yeah. a traditional French sauce. Anything with flour and fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, Butter, bacon drippings, and lard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I okay. guess this is right, but it also seems like like it's saying that like fat isn't good for you. It's like what? <laughs> well, yeah. Fat, I mean, fat is fat is. So good. It's fucking delicious. Oh, get this. The roux is used in three of the five mother sauces yeah. of classical French cooking. Right. Yeah. Bechamel, velouté, and espagnol sauce. But yeah, all the I mean all the things I'm seeing the only the only pushback you could give on this stuff is like it is comfort food, but some of this stuff is like like it's comfort food for someone else. <laughs> but that but it's also like it's yeah, it's like um uh, what is it? I'm trying to say? It's like a lot higher quality. It's not sure. Yeah, it a, is. Yeah, like, I'm seeing like I'm seeing like chowder and gumbo and etouffee right. and like all this stuff. But which those is, are all comforting foods. They're all comforting foods, but they're also not things that you just like whip up when you're sure. when you're lonely. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah the, yeah. the word bechamel does not imply comfort. No, but, but granted. When yeah, you're gonna eat them, you're gonna get fat, and you're gonna feel fucking good while you're eating it. So, right. but there's also a, a cultural element too, like the fact that it is such a like a French sauce that like French people don't get fat when they eat this because you know they have they're biking because well, they smoke cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. There it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, Thank I could, you, Mark. I could, I could, yeah, I could get on board with that, Mark. I could see that. That's a valid uh, addition to our theoretical canon. And most God things damn, that have these... a roux in it are soups, but some of them some can of the... be salads. <laughs> the p- Thank you, Jack. Some of the pictures for roux on the Wikipedia page are, ooh, I just want to dip my fingers into them. Uh, we also have an email. This comes to us from Arlo uh, with the subject heading, guys! Uh, he says, I enjoy corresponding with you guys, but I also equally enjoy listening to you beg my fellow cowards to write in. I'm saying this in hopes. <laughs> That I can save you from the shame of pleading for letters this week. Until next time, Arlo. Arlo, God love you. Arlo, uh, these things are not mutually exclusive. We're still going to beg, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And also, fellow cowards, follow the leader here, yeah. all right? Absolutely. Arlo's out here putting in work. We're not better than asking for uh, people to write in. We don't have any shame. Do, do emails, send tweets follow me on twitter <laughs> no you fo- follow me on twitter i just i just got to 300 follows on twitter so listen i'm basically uh the king you know i think so it's like tom from myspace yeah speaking of myspace we'll even start a myspace and we'll put dashboard confessional quotes if you'll write to us there yes you can all be in our top eight mm-hmm. you are the best one of the best ones <laughs> our listeners <laughs> Guys! There it is, baby. If you like Hit the it. podcast? Uh, please follow us for more content. Uh, we are at Gab with Bab on Twitter. You can send us correspondence there. We are uh, Gabbing with Babish on Instagram. You can send us corresponding there. Or if you want to send us those corresponding, please, we love it. Arlo, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> send it to Gabbing with Babish at gmail.com. Yeah, well, thank you, and then say fuck yeah, thank you. Thank you, you fuck. And then, uh, <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. Okay, bye.